It's time to go into business for yourself. Get ready for another episode of the Franchise Academy Podcast. Education, insight, and inspiration. Here's your host, small business and franchise expert, Tom Scarda. Welcome to another episode of the Franchise Academy. And we are excited to have a digital marketing expert with us today. If you have never before, we are the place to go for everything you ever want to know about franchising. So if you want to buy a franchise, sell your franchise, build a business and make it a franchise, all the information is here. Franchiseacademy.com is where to go to get all that info. So today I have digital marketing expert Eric J. Olson from Virginia, who's the founder and the CEO of Array Digital, a digital marketing agency, uh, and he's also the host of the podcast Journey to $100 million. It's a daily podcast that has an Amazon uh, flash briefing uh, included with it, which I want to talk about. That's the next thing. Um, he also is the host of uh, Marketers Anonymous, a monthly marketing meetup. Eric speaks often on topics of entrepreneurialism, uh, building freelance businesses, and is just a digital marketing guru. Uh, and you can find Eric online at IamEricJOlson.com. So, Eric, welcome. Hey, Tom. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Did I, did I say that right? No, you got it right. It's the, the URL is a little on the long side. I'm looking for a shorter domain name. <laughs> You're the digital guy. Let's get it. Come on. <laughs> I appreciate you having me on. No, this is really cool. Awesome. I mean, we met in the digital ether ourselves, just kind of banging around LinkedIn one day. We found each other. And when I saw your content, I was like, I need to have this guy on this podcast. Uh, you can help franchise owners. You can help franchise companies doing the special things that you do. Kind of niche in, in what you do also. But tell me a little bit about how this all got started. Sure. Um, I think my, my experience in my company, it, it really kind of goes back about 10 years. So I was working as a DOD contractor for the Navy. And I did that for about nine years. And about halfway through, there was a shuffle up with the contracts. There was an opportunity for me and another person to break free. We started our own two-man shop. So uh, we built up to like six people at one point, but then we went back down to two people. And we really just kind of struggled to figure out what it is that we wanted to do. If we wanted to try to expand outside of the Navy contract that we had, or just hunker down and stay there. Mm -hmm. Well, at one point, my fate was decided for me when that big umbrella project, it was like a $35 million project that I worked under as a third tier sub, it got rebid. And so all the big contractors were going after it. And I realized that my destiny was out of my control completely. Whoever won that contract was going to call the shots and they could get rid of all the little cats and dog contractors like me and my business partner, which is exactly what happened. Oh boy. So about six months before that happened, I started to freelance. So nights and weekends, and I was a software developer at the time. And I started to get gigs online. Very, very quickly, I got a couple of gigs and I started to make money and I saved that money. And I, I got to the point where I had enough in the bank where when the contract was rebid and went elsewhere and I no longer had a job, frankly, 
I had not only the savings that I needed to survive for a while, but also the work was still coming in. Yeah. And so that's really what kind of like started me off on this trajectory. And uh, I, I did four years as that Navy contracting third tier subcontractor. And then that ended in 2013. And ever since then, I've been doing commercial work. So software development for several years, and then we transitioned into digital marketing. That's so awesome. So when you say digital marketing, what does that mean to you? Yeah, great question. Because digital marketing can be lots of different things depending on who you ask. So everyone has a different definition of digital marketing. For us, it's four things. So the first is websites and website design. Almost no matter what, you always have to have a website. It's just a, a place where everyone knows to go to get information about you. And it's something that you 100% control yourself. So the website is what we build uh, for our clients if they don't have that. The second thing is online advertising. So think like Google search AdWords, or really they're called Google search ads these days, Facebook ads. There's a lot of other kinds of advertising we can do online. But online advertising is where you put money in, an ad shows up, people click on it, they go to your website or they buy something and it's very quick turnaround. Yep. The ad goes up and you should start seeing results. The third is search engine optimization, which is called SEO. So with SEO, what we're trying to do is when someone searches for a phrase, like the thing that you offer, whether it's a product or a service, you want your web page to come up at the top of Google. So we do that in a lot of different sophisticated ways, but it really comes down to content. The articles that are written and posted on your website need to match up as closely as possible with what that person is searching for. Yeah. And then the last thing that we do is social media management. So with social media, we're posting on behalf of our clients on places like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. And so we're basically just putting out content that is relevant to their customers and their prospects, and we're trying to engage with them. Cool. So how does voice fit into this whole thing now? Yeah, so, so voice is something that I'm really interested in, but we don't actually offer it as a service for our clients. But not we yet. do it for ourselves. Yeah, not yet. And that may change. And that's one of the cool things about digital marketing is that as the digital marketing industry changes, we are going to morph with it. So this has already happened a couple of times in a short number of years. But voice is it's the emerging technology. Yeah. So right now, I, if I were to say the right keyword, this phone right here that's right next to me would activate. It's a Google phone. It would activate and I could ask it something. I don't even have to flip it over. Like it'll just do what I tell it to do. You can't see it, but right next to it, there is a Google home. So I have, oh, and I also have a Google watch. So I have three voice enabled devices right here, right now. And, and I have a Mac. So if I press the right button, which I usually do by accident on my Mac, I can talk to the Mac. So all of these devices are becoming voice enabled now. So a, a lot of people, especially people that are in the, what's called the voice first movement. Uh, these, these are the people who hashtag on places like Twitter with the hashtag voice first. They actually think that doing things like using your fingers on your phone and swiping is already archaic. And they think that everything is going to be voice activated. That's incredible. And I think we're going that way, Eric. I really do. You know, people I speak to in my industry in franchising, we're talking about, you know, sitting, sitting at roundtables just two weeks ago, talking about how to integrate your video and your voice activation so it all ends up on the person's search 
URL, right? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So that, that we deal with that a lot. So that's that's called voice SEO. Yep. Which is uh, just like the example that I said. I I can give the the appropriate keyword. I don't want to give it now because it'll wake this up and it'll start talking to me. But <laughs> I can ask a question, and that question that I ask orally is going to be semantically different than the question that I'd probably put down in a keyboard, right? I'm just going to ask it differently. So when you put that content up on your website, you have to be thinking not only about how people type in the question that you want to come up for, but how they say it now too. It's more conversational, actually. More words. It's a longer phrase. It's not just like short keywords. Right. And that's a big change in digital marketing, you know, the people that kind of work on this stuff were on this stuff probably five years ago or even longer than that. But now we're just starting to get used to it here in, in the public, you know, and franchising is now, you know, we used to always be a step behind business. Now we're a little bit on step or ahead of regular business because of the amount of technology and money that we have coming in mm-hmm. these days. But Aside from voice activation and voice search, what other trends in digital should just like a regular franchise owner be thinking about right now? Sure. You know, I, actually, I, I just put out a, a guide to this. It's called Digital Marketing Trends for 2020. And uh, we, I can provide you the link later. Please do not forget to do that. We'll put it right on the website for everybody. Cool. Cool. Yep. So for the show notes. <laughs> But it, it actually outlines five trends. I'll have to bring up the, uh, the actual PDF to make sure that I cover them all. But there's, there's a couple that I can think of off the top of my head. So the, the first one is, well, doing exactly what we're doing right now, going live. So going live is a big trend, right? We're on YouTube Live right now. Every social media platform that's out there that I can think of at least either has a live option or it's coming out. So... Facebook has live, Instagram has live, Snapchat has live, TikTok, which some of your your listeners may not be all that familiar with because it is an emerging social media platform and is is aimed at Generation Z, so high school kids basically. Uh, That has a live version. And uh, where you and I met on LinkedIn, LinkedIn has LinkedIn Live, which only certain people right now can get it. You have to apply for it and be accepted. So it's not widely available, but it will be very, very soon. So going live is, is a great technique. And we all, you know, again, uh, like this is within arm's reach, but we all have the ability right now to go live. I can go live right now. And anyone that follows me will be notified that I'm going live. That's right. Once that live conversation or video is done, it's archived just like a normal video that you would upload yourself. But the benefit is that everybody who's on that platform the moment that I go live, gets a notification. Amazing. Yeah. Really amazing. So I think a lot of people are a little bit hesitant to use the lives and the various platforms because they feel like they have to have something really poignant to say. But I'll tell you, like my, my wife is heavily involved with Snapchat, and she is not a millennial, <laughs> but she has a bunch of friends, a whole network of friends and they fly around the country and meet up. They become really, really tight. Hmm. And you don't have to be, you don't have to be saying anything poignant. And it's a way, I can tell you, uh, you know, all sorts of stats about how 
people that launch things online are having a better success on Snapchat because mm-hmm. the the integration of the personality yeah. is so much greater. You get a snapshot snap into the person's lifestyle. You feel like you know the person. It's, it's an amazing format. But for somebody to just pick up their phone and just say, hey, I'm here I am at the library, you know, or whatever. It's, it's intimidating, I think. It is. I, I think it comes down to knowing what you want to speak about as far as a general theme for when you present yourself yeah. online or, or even really in person. Uh, as an example, who's Tom? Tom is the franchise guy, right? So that means you're probably going to be talking about something to do with franchising when, you're, when you go live, when you post on social media. I'm the digital marketing entrepreneur, right? So I want to talk about either digital marketing or entrepreneurialism, one of the two things. And so I, that's, that's kind of my strategy. You have a strategy that has to do with franchise or franchising. Um, it would be off-brand if you and I started talking about something else. Yeah. So I, I think the key here is, is just come up with a strategy on what it is that you want to talk about and really even like what you want to kind of get out of it. But usually before you can get anything out of it, you have to give. So you're always giving advice. You're always helping people, uh, sharing experiences. And you know, that's why you have a podcast. You have a podcast to share these experiences with people. Absolutely. And I think that even in what I do a little bit, I'm in the franchise world, but I like going a little bit outside and talking more about kind of changing your life and taking control of your own destiny, which is what you were talking about earlier, just in your own personal experience. One day you have a job, one day you have a gig, it's going great. Next day it's over like that. So you had to make some adjustments in your life to make it happen. And and you're successful at it. You're going through the journey. Now you're teaching people how to do it. And that's kind of where I'm coming from. But there's kind of a gray area you got to get across to go from signing the back of the check to signing the front of the check as a business owner. So there's a lot that goes into it. But I want to know, where did you come up with the name for your podcast, Hmm. Journey to $100 million? Where did that come from? Yeah. So we went, uh, uh, I'm a business partner and we went to a, um, like a leadership, uh, day long leadership training conference thing. And during that, the instructor asked, well, actually he made a point first. He made a point that most people in a year underestimate, or I'm sorry, most people in, in a year overestimate what they can accomplish in a year, but they completely underestimate what they can accomplish in 10 years. So he asked us to kind of just envision like 10 years out, which is a difficult thing to do, especially if you're not exactly sure you yeah. know, what next year or two years is going to look like. like. How do you project out 10 years? Well, it took us years to get to the point where I could really even start thinking about a future in business. And so we started to think out, okay, like if, if our trend keeps going, where could we be? And he said, pick something huge, pick a huge... Um, what do they call them? The uh, big, hairy, audacious goal. BHAG. Yeah. And so, so we did just that. And I said, look, uh, Kevin, who's my business partner, honestly, I'm, I'm just not going to be happy until we hit $100 million in revenue. Like, it's a crazy goal. I know. I don't know how we're going to do it, but like, that's what I want to do. And so 
we, 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 we agreed like, yeah, we're going to go for this. We're not just going to talk about it. Like we're going to actually try to make this happen. We don't know how it's going to happen, but we're going to do everything that we can to make it happen. Well, fast forward a couple of months, part of the strategy to grow into a hundred million dollars was we got to get out there. We got to, we, we need a podcast. Podcasts are hot. You mentioned before Tom that, you know, voice is all the rage right now. And it is, there's something going on when it comes to podcasting and with uh, voice technology and we wanted to be in on that game. So we decided we were going to launch a podcast. We originally called it Marketers Anonymous, which is the name of a meetup that we host once a month. And we did that just because we already had the name and it was kind of a brand extension. But I realized that we were talking about starting and running and scaling our business way more than we were about marketing. So the passion for us when it came to teaching and talking was about entrepreneurialism much more so than digital marketing. So digital marketing is it's our job. We're very passionate about it. We, we do teach a lot of people about it. But for whatever reason, when it came to the podcast, we wanted to talk about growing our business and teaching people what, frankly, all the mistakes that we had made so that they could avoid them. Yeah. And once we realized that, it was about a month into the podcast, we thought, okay, this name, Marketers Anonymous, is not the right name. It's the wrong brand. We need to rename it let's rename it to Journey to $100 million because that's really what it's all about. We had already established it and then we just needed to promote it now as the brand for the podcast. So, so and you've been successful. You've doubled, you know, I mean, you've had great incremental gains in the business. You were telling me offline. What's one of the things that really led to your success so far? So we, we have had good success and we have increased our revenues. There was a period of time, though, where for about two years, maybe three years, where revenue was stagnant. And we had to drastically change our business model. So I, I, I mentioned briefly that for a while I was in software development. So for 15 years, I was a software developer. And when me and my business partner came together, we were going to focus on software development. But we also did a little bit of SEO and a little bit of social media. So a little bit of digital marketing. We hired a person full-time to do digital marketing. And what happened was at the end of 2017, like right before Thanksgiving, we had a ton of leads for software development projects. And we were thinking, oh, we're going to have to hire people. We have to expand. We have problems. And it was capacity problems. Like how are we going to handle all this money being thrown at us? Right. Well, by the time we got through the holidays, all those people had ghosted us. They were not calling us back. And I realized it wasn't just because of the holidays. They just, they weren't going to work with us. Turns out they, they weren't. They didn't, they didn't call back. And so over the holidays, uh, between Christmas and New Year's, I started to look at our revenue. And I realized that out of the four uh, revenue sources that we had, where software development was one of them, we, uh, at that moment in time, only digital marketing was projected to, to be profitable. All the others, we were going to have to go find the work. So that meant find the prospects, sell them, do the work, collect the money. And we were going to have to sell a lot in order to, to even break even. And it was daunting. Sure. So I, I saw like this little bit in the P&L about digital marketing, and it was profitable and I realized that if I could just grow that revenue, right, it, it'd still be profitable. I just needed to put more focus into that. And so we right. drastically changed the business model in 2018. 
we basically got rid of all the developers and all of our software development projects in one year. And we switched everything up to recurring revenue instead of project revenue, like two monster changes in one year. And it, it could have absolutely destroyed us. But I also remember at the time where I was talking with my business partner and, and we, we agreed that the riskiest thing to do was nothing. Right. It was, it was less risky to make all these drastic changes than to sit around and do nothing and just hope that the phone would ring. So that was a big, big deal. And that, that was a, a tough decision to make. That was major. Absolutely. Major. And it's, it's interesting because a lot of times you have to kind of cut your losses and step back where even though you have some time and money invested and it sounded like you might have had some leads, it, it takes a lot of hoops, but us step back and say, wait, we're going to put that on the side. Right. Let's move forward in this one single direction. Yeah. And, and, and you can't, you know, I would say you can't smoke opium and hope that the phone is going to ring. You got to make a decision and you got to do something. That's right. You got to get out there. You got to hustle. You got to make it work for you. And uh, I mean, it's great if the phone rings, like everybody wants that and you want referrals, but you can only grow so fast. And, and you know, hopefully you'll even grow. You can only get so much business, what I really should say, from referrals and just the phone ring. And you've got to go out there and make it happen one way or another. No question. No question. So these days, what, what do you think is the, the quickest and easiest way to get customers? So I, I think it really depends on the kind of business that you're in. So we categorize businesses in two major sections, B2B. So businesses that try to get other businesses as clients and B2C. So my company is B2B. I'm trying to get other businesses to hire us to do their digital marketing. So our clients are businesses, but their clients or their customers, I should say, are individuals. So ironically, we, for our own purposes, market and advertise in a B2B world but we're, we know very, very well B2C, how to get our clients, the sure. customers that they want. And it's two really different techniques. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to B2B, it's really, um, you, you, can, you can certainly advertise. There's a place for that, but it's also very difficult to get to the decision maker through advertising. So it really comes down to a lot of, uh, frankly, hand-to-hand combat. Right? So networking meetings, going to meetups, uh, mm-hmm. posting on social media, reaching out to people like Tom, you know, you, you and I reached out to one another through uh, LinkedIn direct messages, right? These kinds of relationships, like they don't just happen by themselves. Like you have to make them happen. Right. And you also have to get a lot of publicity whenever you can. So if you, if you can apply for an award, if you, if you qualify, then you should apply. Even if you don't win it, you'll be a runner up and maybe you can use that for some marketing purposes. Um, podcasts, blog posts, right? You just, you got to get out there and you have to just put your name all over the place. So be everywhere, everywhere. Yeah. That, that certainly is a big thing for B2B. And, and you, you really have to get over your discomfort of that. Cause a lot of people, they just want to kind of like, you know, turn off the camera, close the door, and they just want to sit behind a computer and not be personable. And you, you really need to be a human being that's authentic and tell your story. And that's how you get attention. So okay. that's in the B2B world. In the B2C world, though, it, it, it's not quite as much a one-on-one uh, relationship, surprisingly, even though you're dealing with individual consumers. Uh, it's much more service-based or transactional-based for the most part, where you advertise a service, something that uh, you can do for a person or something that you can sell them. 
and you have to explain the value and the benefits there. So advertising, SEO, uh, those things come into play. Uh, social media comes into play a lot because you get your name out there and hopefully you, you have something that goes viral and people find out about you. People are spending a lot of time on social media, so that's where you need to be as well. So it's really about getting your name out there and then uh, enticing them to look into your offer. Yeah, definitely. So um, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I have a question for you regarding SEO. What do you think, in your opinion, is something that somebody could do like right now to enhance their SEO if they just if they don't know anything about search engine optimization? And maybe we should qualify that by explaining what search engine optimization is. Sure. Yeah, good point. So uh, search engine optimization is where you create content, basically words on a web page, on your web page primarily, where those words and the intention of what you write match with what someone is searching for. So they'll go into Google. Google runs 90% of all searches and Bing is the other 10% of searches. But it's mostly when it comes down to it, it's Google. So you want to think about your ideal prospect. When they are in need of your service, what are they going to search for? What are they going to put into the browser or what are they going to say to their phone? And so think about those questions that they'll ask or the search terms and whatever you come up with, that's what you want to write about. Let's say I sell gray water bottles, right? What I should do is I should have an article that talks about gray water bottles and goes into ridiculously long detail about how amazing this water cap is and then I can screw it on and how many ounces it holds and just go into all sorts of detail about that gray water bottle so that when someone types in gray water bottle, my article comes up. So the goal of SEO is that your article comes up as number one in the search results. It's called the search engine results page, which is the individual pages that Google shows. Sure. In, in a perfect world, if you do your, your job right and uh, you, just, you, know, you, you can't do anything wrong, you'll come up number one. It's, it's hard in a lot of cases, but you want to come up high in the rankings so that someone clicks on that link and they come over to your website. Once they're on your website, now you've got a lot of opportunities to do something else with them. Of course, you can show them the, the actual article. But throughout the article, you, you can have calls to action. So you can say, hey, if, uh, if you want a 10% off coupon to this gray water bottle, put your email address in here. You can also, what's called pixel them, which is where you get a little bit of code from a place like Facebook and you put it on your website. And now Facebook knows that that person came and they're reading the article about the gray water bottle. Right, right. So when they inevitably go into Facebook, guess what? you can show them an ad for this gray water bottle, right? <laughs> and so it's amazing. And that's kind of like following the person around the internet. We can do all sorts of things like that. And, you know, at, at, a, at a certain level, people think, well, that's kind of spooky or uh, invasive. But the thing is, uh, we have the technology and the question is, how do you use it? So to answer your first question, like what's the one thing someone can do for SEO? I would think about, how, like, what questions do people ask when they're looking for your offering? And then write an article about that and put it on your website. Great advice. And I, I, what I would suggest to folks, if, if you don't have that, what you could do is go back and ask some of your best customers. Now that you know what I sell, what would you Google if you were looking for me? And that'll give you your article right there. Yep, exactly. 
Now, what's cool is once you write an article, which you know, I, I get it, it can be a pain to write an article, but this is how we get business these days, right? So you can write an article, and then what you can also do is take that article and make what we call micro content. So let's say your article is 10 paragraphs long. In each paragraph, you could probably pull out a sentence or maybe just summarize the paragraph into like little, a little nugget of information. And each one of those you could post up on social media. And if you want, you can even have a hyperlink that goes back to your article. So you can give them kind of like a little teaser about the, uh, the article or like, let's say it's a top 10 reasons to buy this great water bottle. Well, if, if you have 10 reasons now, those can be turned easily into 10 social media posts, hyperlink back to your website, get them back to your website. You, so you can repurpose this content over and over, over again. You can go on a podcast, right? Yeah. Uh, let's, say, let's say Tom spins up a new podcast about water bottles. <laughs> I want to be on that podcast and I want to uh, share my top 10 things to look for about gray water bottles, right? You could also, uh, you could create a video. So you've already done the work to figure out what it is you want to say. Now just turn on the camera, literally turn on a selfie video and record it. Post that to Facebook and Instagram, IGTV, YouTube. You can take that one piece of content and you can just explode it and repurpose it into tons of different content. Yes. Great advice. Love that nugget. Thank you so much for that. And if you're just a franchise owner listening to this, you can do exactly that. Or you can work with your franchisor. Um, they might be already be having some of these articles that you can just use. You know, <clears throat> years ago, the franchise company would have a stable of ads. Like they would have a 30 second radio spot and you could just use that spot. You go to your local radio station, you pay and they broadcast it. Now I think it's more like, do you have an article that I could put on, you know, my sub website. And, and so um, this is where we're going. So just on a more personal note, are there any great hacks or, or apps that you can recommend to help somebody uh, with the flow of their business? Sure. So, I mean, there's a lot of different tools out there, a lot of different apps. Clearly, there, there's some business productivity apps that people need. So if, if that's what you're talking about or you're talking about digital marketing, let's, let's talk about like productivity tools. Yes. So for, for me, there's several productivity tools that we use. Uh, the first is... Uh, Gmail and Google Docs. Now, uh, that's almost like a uh, ordering on um, uh, starting a battle between, say, like Microsoft and Google. Microsoft has an offering as well, uh, Microsoft Office 365. But uh, these are web-based tools to do things that used to require you downloading a program and creating files on your computer. The problem with files on your computer is that you've probably been in a situation before where uh, I'll send you a file by email, you'll make some changes, and then I'll send you another version that I updated on my own. And now we've got these multiple versions of files all out there. Right. And it's, it's terrible. Uh, it's just a terrible problem that, that we created, we being the, uh, you know, say the computer industry created years ago. Right. Well, now with web-based word processing documents like uh, Google Docs or Office 365, it's all web-based. There is no more file. You can download a file, you can export it, but everything remains up there and is based on a URL instead of based on a file that can be corrupted and lost. So I would definitely encourage anybody, franchise owners for sure though, to embrace those kinds of web-based technologies. 
So we use, we use that a lot. We use uh, a tool called Slack. Yep. Slack is a, uh, it's a, we use the free version. There is a paid version, but we've never needed the paid version. And it's a way for our team to communicate. So most of our folks are here in this office, but we have a few people in Florida and one person in Nashville. And we all communicate in real time through chat, through Slack. So that is a very, very useful tool because it's just very easy to get onto Slack and you can send a message through your computer, through your phone. Uh, so very quick, synchronous communication, whereas email is asynchronous, meaning you send it and you wait for a response, right? There, there's a delay. With Slack, it's back and forth real quick, just like text so what's, messaging. What's the difference between Slack and just texting, old school texting? Uh, so texting absolutely works, but texting is primarily meant for your phone, right? And it can become a burden when you have a lot of people in there. So group text messages, uh, can, a lot of times those text messages that you receive are not pertinent to you. So with something like Slack, you could have different channels. Uh, it would be like having almost like different phone numbers. But um, in our Slack team, there's probably 30 different channels, uh, pr probably more than that. You can subscribe and unsubscribe to each channel. But we have channels for like our website. Uh, each of our services, our, each client has its own channel. So in reality, we have probably hundreds of channels, but I only subscribe to the top 30 or 40 that I need to be aware of. So there can be a communication between two team members on a particular project. And if I haven't subscribed to that, I won't get notified. Interesting. But it's there. I can go, I can go see it. I can join that, that uh, channel if I need to. So Eric, I always like to finish up with the final question of the podcast is what is one myth about your industry that you would like to bust right here and right now? Yeah. All right. So this is the big one, right? The big one. <laughs> the big one. I think when it comes right down to it, when it comes to marketing, you're really talking about getting the attention of your ideal prospect. And that is something that not yet we cannot automate. So things like SEO, things like social media are not things that you can just, yeah, like I would love it if I could just drop a hundred bucks and my website could be SEO'd and I'm done. But the reality is it takes a lot of effort and a lot of tweaking and a lot of analysis and frankly, a lot of creativity that the computers still haven't taken over. You know, one day AI will be able to create more creative things than we can. But right now humans have the edge. And so it requires, frankly, just a lot of brainstorming and a lot of time and attention and human brain power that goes into marketing and advertising. So there's, there are a lot of tools out there and systems that you can, like I said, drop a hundred bucks and they say they'll SEO your website. It, it's just not enough. And it's a shortcut that a lot of small business owners take to, to just kind of put a check in the checkbox. Mm. It'll help you a little bit, but... That edge is going to go away. First of all, it won't even be an edge. It's a dull edge to begin with, and it's just going to go away super fast. So you need to be on top of your marketing and your advertising nonstop. If yeah. you want people to continue to come through the door and continue to be interested in, in you, then you have to continuously put out something new, something interesting, and it just requires brain power and time. And a one and done kind of uh, send it off to India and hope they do a good job is, is not going to be, you're not going to get the results that you want. Right. No question. Eric, I really want to thank you for being on the podcast. This is such great information. 
and, and a little bit different than what we usually do here at the Franchise Academy, what's a great way for people to get in touch with you if they cool. want to download your, your ebook or your, your tips? Sure. So uh, a URL to uh, my page on my company website is IamEricJOlson.com. So it's Eric ending in a K and Olson O-N. That will redirect you to my company website, which is thisisarray.com. Uh, I'm also on social media. I'm everywhere at I am Eric J. Olson, and I am most active on Twitter. If you're interested in listening to my podcast, it's called Journey to $100 million. It's everywhere you can listen to podcasts. And you can go to the URL journey to that's T O. So journey to 100 million.com and it'll redirect you to uh, your podcast player of choice. That is awesome. So it's journey to 100 million. Is there a dollar sign in front of the 100? No, there's not. You can't put dollar signs in domain names. So yeah. okay. it's just cool. journey to 100 million.com. Cool. I want to thank you so much. I'm going to put that information also on the franchiseacademy.com. So look for it there. If you know anyone that is frustrated with their career or just uh, cringes at the thought of going to work in the morning, laid off, or wants to just change their uh, diversification in their, um, in their financial holdings, send them over to the franchiseacademy.com. Eric, thanks so much. And we will talk to you soon. Be well. Got it. Thank you. This has been another episode of the Franchise Academy Podcast. For more info, go to our website, thefranchiseacademypodcast.com. Remember to subscribe to Tom Scarta's YouTube channel for educational videos on franchising, education, insight, and inspiration. 